to Brain Friends, the podcast about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Bruce Simmons. And this week, um, I'm going to be talking to you with my pal Dante here. We all know Dante. Hey, everybody. <laughs> my pal. Um, we're <laughs> we went to see um, the goddess herself, Janelle Monet, in concert this past Thursday with a couple of our other friends. Um, and needless to say, it was phenomenal. So I'm gonna talk about it. And, you know, I thought it'd be cool to get Dante's perspective on it too, because he's not as much of a stan as I am for her. So it's nice to get a, uh, a normal, uh, view on it, I guess. Anywho, um, I'm also gonna compare it to the emotion picture she did to go along with the album dirty computer i should have mentioned that it's a dirty computer tour from her latest album that i think came out in april like late april and she put out what she calls an emotion picture to go along with it like everyone's doing these visual albums lately so miss monet decided to hop on the train and it was really good like it's it kind of left me i mean i'll get to it later kind of want another resolution to it but it was nice it was good I watched it before we went to the concert obviously and then we went to the concert that was fucking amazing the band was phenomenal but more on that later um and then I re-watched the emotion picture a couple days ago and I just have I mean pretty much the same viewpoint on it but now I'm just even more obsessed with this woman like she's amazing it's amazing to me anyway and just the message behind everything as well and the concert it was at the uh, greek theater um and i don't know how many people the greek theater can seat really nice venue yeah i almost like it better than the bowl yeah yeah but i mean at the bowl you can bring your own food and drinks (laughs) that's the one plus but this, I don't think, would have gone over well at the bowl. But it was just amazing to sit with, like, thousands of Janelle Monet fans all just sharing the experience together and laughing and dancing and singing, crying a little bit as well. Um, and I don't know how it was for her to be on that stage and just hear thousands of people, like, affirming how great you are, you know? Yeah. It's got to be a bit overwhelming. It's got to be a ego boost uh not dystopian maybe a dystopian yeah that's dystopian dystopian doesn't have to be like mad max like it could be like 1984 where the government controls everything that's kind of what this premise was is that everything is being controlled by the government and you know having free thought has made labeled you as a dirty computer and yeah they expunge all those memories and anyway we'll get into that later well no that's part of it that's what we're doing now well i mean giving the synopsis up but yeah they would if you were different or thought different or looked different or spoke differently you were a dirty computer and they captured you and brought you to this like star trek looking spaceship sort of thing i mean starship starship what am I looking for? Like the 
the enter like the Enterprise. Yeah. No, it, like I I get what you're saying, but it's <laughs> that like nineteen like late nineteen sixties nineteen seventies kind of sci-fi, almost like uh, Logan's Run, where you know it it she she definitely played up the film grain quality to it, and oh yeah, which yeah. I which I appreciated. I know it might be over the top, but I, I it was a little over grain. the top, but it was good. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but yeah, and they would try to erase your memories. Like they have you repeat this thing, like saying you're a dirty computer. Well, you say your name and some numbers after it, and you have to say you're a dirty computer and you want to be cleaned. And if you don't say you want to be cleaned, they kind of like force everything out of you. Um, Until you do say it. It's like, what do they call it? The never mind when you don't, uh, you know. That's when they put you under. And they don't go, you don't go through with everything. So they uh, emit this gas that you breathe in and it just gets rid of your memories. Like these guys behind a desk or a computer delete your memories as they come up. And her memories were the music videos. <laughs> um. I wonder what that would be like to just have your memories all as music videos. Even the, I think they were kind of pointing at that because like that. that guy kept saying, like, is this a memory? What is this? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you know, like, you just delete everything. You take a file, you delete it. But um, I think this album was her big this is me statement. You know? Yeah. And I am here for it because a lot of this album says and does what I want to say and do now, but I don't think I'm cool enough yet to say or do it, but I'm definitely feeling it. It's it's a good time. Yeah. I I want ninety percent of these lyrics tattooed on me. Um, here's some of my favorites. Um <laughs> In Django Jane, highly melanated, arc android orchestrated. That's going somewhere on my person at some point in life. Hopefully in the next month or so. I just got to come up with a uh, design. And the other one I wrote down. Where's my phone? But this was in a crazy classic life. That was the first track on. Oh, no, it's not the first track. The first track, which I need to talk about with you, is. Dirty computer, and it's more like a little intro. It's wait, like wait, him, him. Before we get into the actual songs, um, I just wanted to bring up that the additional environmental music, like orchestrations, almost that yeah. were played during oh, yeah. the uh, uh, the emotion picture. I I didn't look, but were those done by Janelle Monae as well, or I don't know. But either I way, I, I really liked it because they had some. Ri- had really strong throwbacks and um and honored that type of music of that sci-fi period really well I thought um they uh a lot of it the beginning of the first uh sequence reminded me a lot of the synthesized music in uh Blade Runner which was which I really liked Yeah, I was going I'm looking it up now to see if she did it. Um, hmm. 
and I honestly have never looked it up, or I, and I don't know why, but I've always wondered if she is a huge sci-fi geek. I mean, she manages to do this I very think she well. Is. Alex was telling me that she was in, she's in a sci-fi thing on Hulu. Oh, I don't know what it's called. I forgot. But. Oh, um, like alt, not altered carbon. It's uh like electric about, dream. Yeah. Uh, sheep yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, do do. Electric. Do androids dream of electric sheep? I think it's just called Electric Sheep. It's based off of uh, the same story that uh, Blade Runner is based off of, which is Philip K. Dick, one of Philip K. Dick's. Uh... Okay. It was directed by Chuck Light. What a name. Chuck Lightning? Yeah. Wow. Chuck Lightning. And we all know who the cast is. Tessa Thompson is in there. I mean, that's really the only one who matters. Her and Janelle. Um, choreographed, or not choreographed, I'm like, who? Cinematography by Todd Van Hazel. I don't want to mispronounce his name. B-A-N-H-A-Z-L. Van Hazel. Van Hazel. Van Hazel. Yeah. Good job, Tom. Oh, not Tom. Todd. Um, it doesn't give the uh music credits though, so I'm just I gonna that. assume that the people who produced it, like the album, because I feel like a lot of the uh, music in the background was just variations on the instrumentals of the songs that they just played, or the Dirty Computer intro with Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, and. That first track, Dirty Computer, from the album, she said she wanted to work with him because she was listening to the Beach Boys and she loved how close their harmonies were and also super quiet. Like, they weren't over singing. And apparently, that's because when they were practicing, they didn't want to wake their parents who were downstairs or upstairs or something like that. So they just learned how to sing really quiet and really close. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it's also nice that a newer, younger artist is working with a legend like himself to, you know, remind the children where it came from, you know? Like, she's appreciating. Because a lot of people who are into hip-hop and R&B aren't going to, you know, go wild for Beach Boys initially. Right, right. But Brian Wilson's a great writer. And producer. Again, it's kind of just the whole judging a book by its cover sort of mm-hmm. thing. The man knows what he's doing. Pet Sounds, that was him. And I think maybe that's why she always also picked him. Because Pet Sounds at the time was really out there for them. And everybody was unsure except him about that album. And it didn't really do well when it first came out. But if I had the resources to get... The man who helped produce and write all those songs for Pet Sounds, I would use it immediately. And you could really hear his influence on some of the tracks. Not only with the harmonies, but how it's produced and everything, you know? Yeah. And you know who else's influence is all up and through this whole project, Dante? <sighs> who, Brie? Dante, it's Prince. Prince, because he helped her too. <sighs> what? 
a line of friends to have. I mean, Brian Wilson and Prince are just there helping you make an album, listening to your music, offering friendly advice. They probably had great hangouts. Yeah, to be a to be on the wallpaper there, be a fly. To be on the wallpaper. It'd be awesome. I'd love to just sit back and watch that. Um, so I think what I'm gonna do to try to keep this somewhat organized is just go like track by track from the emotion picture in the album and compare it to how she did it live. And I will I will say I I feel bad, but we didn't get there in time to see the opening act, Saint Beauty. I think it was. Uh, I'll I'll have to take your word for it. But I'm sure they were great because I mean Janelle Monae brought them on tour, so yeah. <laughs> um, but she opened with the dirty computer thing, and like the emotion picture, it started. Well, the emotion picture started with her and her friends listening to the Who Got the Juice song that they had a dance contest for during the uh, concert. Yeah, and then they uh, they put what looked to be a bewildered white guy on stage. <laughs> he didn't look bewildered. He was just having a nice time. He did. Time. He looked. He, well, he he just looked like he was uh, like I would have been. I would have loved to be up there, but I mean, I'm sure he did too. But it's just kind of like he's like, uh, where am I supposed to go here? Like he felt <laughs> like he was a little lost. And then when they were like, oh, get up and dance, he's like, uh, and he just kind of froze and. He didn't freeze. He was still he moving didn't around. Freeze. He was moving, but there was no real, act, no he did a real great job. discernible dance moves. I'm naming him Sean. Sean did a great job. And I also want to add that I found out later that Jadena himself, I was going to say was in the building, but we weren't in the building. <laughs> the venue's outside. Um, but Jadena himself was there. And, and who else? You know the other people. There was Donald Glover. Um, I think Justin Timberlake. But Jadena and Donald Glover's enough. And um, Laverne Cox from Orange is the New Black. They were all in the VIP section. Oh, I didn't know she was there. That's where I got the video from. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm like, man, what an after party. Ugh. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool to go to. Long story short, we were breathing the same air. It's greatness. It was great. It was nice. Oh, and going back, and I'll talk about this later too, because it was near the end of the concert. But it was just nice, again, being in that um safe space. I guess you know, just a stadium full of love and friendship. Um, but the opening of Dirty Computer is her and her friends, three or four friends in a convertible. Looking super futuristic cool. Um, and they get pulled over by like this police bot thing uh, that scans their Star Trek looking badge IDs. And then their retinas. Oh, yeah, that too. I think what I really liked about like the future, you know, it was, it was the future kind of sci fi tech was that it had the same kind of sense in how technology has evolved with 
us in general where not it's not huge cosmetic changes it's just little things here and there like cars still like look like cars they just don't have wheels and they hover like people still are people but you know they've got cool their I- hair can badges. change from long to short in a snap of a finger yeah they got Rated. multi-pass um but they were just cruising around to that and then it went into crazy classic life where they met like the rest of these dirty computer rebel guys and they were just like you know driving around the desert singing and sashaying to crazy classic life and this song reminds me i'm not sure which song it is in purple rain but it reminds me of that scene where prince is riding his motorcycle (laughs) like it has that same sort of sound like the uh not the bells it's like a synthesizer glass bell sound that they would use at the beginning of it it just reminded me of like 80s prince during his purple rain era where it sounded poppy yet still like prince if that makes sense and this is what it and it reminded me a lot of that maybe she drew some influence from it um but at the end of crazy classic life uh during the rap she says one of my favorite quotes and I can't get this whole thing tattooed on me but maybe I can get like on a t-shirt or a keychain but she's like doing this rap about how this dude uh rated her a six after she cut her perm out and she was like you know even then I knew I was still the shit and I was like oh my gosh Janelle (sighs) same I don't know if anyone's ever rated me a six. I don't know if anyone's ever rated me anything. But I feel like when I was younger, like she was talking about she was in fifth grade when it happened or something. I felt I felt the same. I told you, Dante, I didn't look the best as a youngin. I really, I really, the glow up is real with me. But I swear to you, I was more full of myself and conceited at back then than i am now like that i just seems thought, really really hard to believe i just thought i was it like i'm like i look great i look practically flawless like you could say i'm ugly but i'm not <laughs> and so much lip gloss <laughs> you really did like the lip gloss I think like I need to find that confidence again. I don't know what humbled me to be like, Mm-mm, take a seat. But <laughs> adulthood? No, I don't know. I don't know. But I just felt it. But she's like, remember when they told you I was too black for you? And now my black popping like a bra. I mean, yeah, popping like a bra strap on you. And I was like, oh, my God. But I think she says snapping. These lyrics say popping, but I think she says snapping like a bra strap on you. Then she was like, I was kicked out, said I was too loud, kicked out, said I'm too proud. But all I ever felt was stressed out, kind of like my Afro when it's pressed out. And I, okay, I was listening to this song while I was at work once. And I had to stop for a minute and be like, that line. I just want that last line on the t-shirt. Stressed out, kind of like my fro when it's pressed out. My hair gets seriously stressed when I try to straighten it. You've seen it, Dante. It'll go back in a second. Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I don't think I've ever actually seen a fresh one <laughs> on you. That's true. Like, I've only seen it after, like, I think the closest I've come is when you 
got one, but then you had to do a full day of work <laughs> and you almost sweated it out. That was the thing. I didn't do a, do a full day of work. I just simply walked home. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. Man, 4C hair. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's just one of the mini lines. But Crazy Classic Life gave me Young, Wild, and Free vibes the, from the video. And when she was performing it, it was the same thing. Um, but I love a live, excuse me, a live band, guys. Like when they do the sizzles in between songs. There were a lot of those, like when the the drummer has to do like the on the cymbals and then maybe do a couple like roll fills in the middle. It's beautiful. Love she it. She had so many costume changes. She did. I can't believe I agreed to five costume changes. <laughs> oh, I insisted upon it. Like she looked phenomenal. Is this when she was wearing the checkered pants with that jacket? I'm, I'm just the... talking about in general. She had like four or five changes, it seemed. And they like. all look phenomenal. Like. We didn't have super close seats, guys, but we could still see her. And we had the screens. The, the camera guys, <laughs> the cameras were set up really well, yeah. too, during the concert. It all looked great. Um, so that was the first one on uh, the emotion picture. That was the first memory that they deleted during the Nevermind process. Um, and that's, I think that transitions into how she met, um, I think her name was Zen in the film. But how she met Tessa Thompson's character. Because Tessa Thompson's character was one of the doctors or whomever who was like, here, I'm trying. I'm here to help you transition uh, to be clean. But Jane in the film, Janelle, was like, oh, I know you from somewhere. Don't you remember me? And blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, trying to get her to remember. And I think Tessa's character was like, as it goes on, you know, I think she sort of was like. Like getting some of the memory back because the same thing happened to her. She was captured and they erased all her memory. Um, but the live rendition of this, it was just nice. It reminded me of like a soft 80s pop sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you? Like, what are you? Um, what were you going to say about the design? Oh, just when she, like, just the, uh, if you will, the sisterhood that kind of is built around uh the nevermind and just like rehabilitating these bad computers as it were um again i really like the the overall design that went into it because it reaffirmed that uh that geometric kind of architecture of the of the buildings as well as the, the costumes as well were really nice in that sense that Again, all geometric, but they all had that kind of feel from that period of time from those sci-fi films where everything was kind of more that, I don't, I don't know if it's Bakelite or, but Bakelite or just like kind of, you know, plastic form furniture that you would see back in the day, kind of at like Jackie Treehorn's place <laughs> and the dude. <laughs> but, Jackie Treehorn. But no, 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 it's, it, I, I really like the design, and I think that, I'll probably say it again, but the, the amount of detail that went into the costume and overall production design, I really appreciate it, especially as they started kind of showing more of this world, especially when Tessa is, uh, her, what was the term, their torch? I guess. Yeah. Like the, yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I think the next one on 
the the emotion picture was take a bite i like this song because dante was saying that a lot of this album sounds more popish than and it does sound more popish than her not that other, i don't like it i know than not her that. other stuff but at the same time i was thinking about how you said that like any pop singer you know could sing the same thing and then it's yeah, it wouldn't be the same by any means. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I feel personally that, you know, her previous album, I liked a little bit more just because it fit more of my yeah. musical aesthetics. I and that. I appreciated I'm not saying that. that. I'm saying that I don't think anyone else if the lyrics didn't mean so much, I would say anyone could sing. No. But I think the only other person, the only other pop singer who could get away with it without it sounding weird would maybe be Lady Gaga. Sure. You know? Sure. Again, like, though, Ricky this is, I feel like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> it, this is all good stuff. I just, it's, it's like, oh, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I know. I'm not saying yeah. that to say that you're, you didn't like it. I'm just saying that's who I think would sing it if she didn't. Oh, right. But then again, I just still don't think anyone could. I don't think anyone would have done this because these lyrics are specifically hers. Yeah. Like, and I liked the tone she used, like her, her timbre in a lot of these songs, like in Crazy Classic Life. Mm-hmm. Um. It was, she didn't never, she she never didn't sound like herself in this album, but she changed up the way she sang in some of them. I don't know how to explain this, where it like fit the style perfectly and also fit, it was, it reminded me of Motown when they would have these songs that sound very happy and campy but the lyrics just not like how the supremes get away with having love songs um like come see about me or what's that one baby love that they sing and it sounds happy but she's begging this dude to come back to her (laughs) yeah you know Uh that's what it reminded me of like crazy classic life there's really nothing bad in that until like the end when she's rapping about how people try to like police her. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. But in "Take a Bite," it kind of, with the visual, it reminded me of like a fucked up disco because they were hanging upside down trying to like drain the memories out of them while this is going on. But it also flashes back to like her fun times, you know. So they're all hanging upside down with these colored ropes, and they still look all fun and cute and things. Yeah, and they're I... like take. Oh, bye. Just take a bite, you know? But, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I thought they played that one there to sort of be like, because it's B Y T E. That B I T E. Yeah, like a like piece of like, memory. Yeah, yeah, like, go ahead, whatever. I felt like that was her, I'm slowly going crazy. Probably. <laughs> and, you know. As someone who went to the concert first before they saw the emotion picture, um, a lot of the visuals that they 
added in the concert, like the pattern of the of like the corrupted files, like that that those displays of that that made a lot more sense. Yeah. Looking back, because like, oh, the data is being further and further corrupted. True. Yeah, you're right. And I and I because they had like the we were joking that maybe the screen just malfunctioned and they're just making it look like it's part of the visual. Yeah, but it makes a lot more sense now, and there was obviously a lot more thought put into it. Really quickly, just to touch back on the, uh, the fact that I like this album instead of loving it. I also tend to listen more to the music rather than the lyrics. I'm not a huge well, like I I understand I understand the importance behind lyrics. I understand the musicality behind lyrics. Like I always listen to the actual notes. I just have my mind doesn't work the same way and I have to actually focus fairly intently to hear and make out all the uh lyrics in just any song. And I tend to just tone tune that out and listen to the music overall. And I still then that's part of the reason why I felt the music on this one previous one was a little more had like a pop rock thing to it, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm more of you know the previous one had more of a jazz, but it still had you know, a little bit of funk in it with that guitar riff. It kind of sounded like Roller Coaster of Love. It was like. Cause that's kind of oh yeah, yeah yeah you know if you listen I'm only playing ten seconds don't sue me you'll hear the guitar later right now it's synthesized but you know what I mean I think maybe she was going for that this whole album like a throwback I feel like a lot of people this year are like throwing back you know yeah I mean again. There were some songs that I absolutely loved and were, you know, I thought were total home runs, and some of the other ones were good. I will admit that Take a Bite's not one that, like, jumps out at you on the album, really. But after I listened to it and saw the visual more, I'm like, wow, this is fuck. Because <laughs> they were yeah. trying to delete our memories, and, then, and she's just, like, hanging upside down, singing all dreamy-like. Like, I love tell. While she's upside down and yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean we could be wrong. Ours up for interpretation. <laughs> um, ooh, the next one, screwed. When I first heard this, I loved it just because the beginning. When I was live tweeting it, I was like, "This sounds like something Katy Perry wants to be." Anyway, I felt bad because I didn't want to talk bad about Carrie, Katy Perry. Because, I mean, she's a great songwriter. Nice voice. Beautiful gowns. But I, I'm like, it just sounded like... See, this is one where, like, if you don't listen to the lyrics, you can get away with hearing Katy Perry sing it. Sure. Because of the... You know? No, I get that. But honestly... I I don't think I would like this song if Katy Perry sang it. No. I think the reason why I do, and honestly, this is one of the more of the uh, pop songs on it that I really do like. Um, I don't think it would work. I mean, it, people could listen to it, but I don't think it would work for me if someone else sang it. One thing, I think they were just talking about how, you know, state of the world, we're screwed. 
but we're still going to be happy and sing. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can definitely identify with that. The part, here, I'll play a little bit. So it sounds fun and you dance around to it and we all danced around to it but as i was in the audience singing and dancing to it i'm still like oh <laughs> i'm not gonna we lie are. one of the big draws for this song is that guitar line i really like mm-hmm. that guitar see line. that's like the little bit of funk in it with the pop um but the lines that got me that i thought like oh not too soon but more of well that's weird because we're at a concert and I took it as her, like, talking about the, like, shootings that happened. So she said, want to get screwed on a holiday, want to get screwed in a matinee, want to get screwed at a festival, want to get screwed like an animal. Yeah, that's, uh... And I'm like, oh, okay. I see. I see. And... <laughs> I could be wrong, but I feel like the way the story was going, that's more what she was aiming for. Sure. You know, and then I felt weird that we were all singing it at a concert, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's not going to lie. It's like, like it's humor. Horrible. You gotta, there, there's ways to, you have to express it to get over it in some ways. But then at the same time, she has lines in here. Everything is sex except sex, which is power. You know, power is just sex. You screw me, I'll screw you too. So that part, I'm not going to lie. I'm still not super sure. Like, it could just be a completely different idea from the we're screwed as a people. You know? Right, but she could also be, one, talking about how just like the sexual dichotomy of men having more power than women or just the rich having more power than the, uh, the poor and that she's saying that that could also all be related to sex to a degree. There you go. She's slow. Or have. or she could just be saying sex is power in the sense that whoever in the relationship is willing to give it up. You know what? You might be right because again, I think she raps at the end of all of these. I'll buy a Janelle Monae rap album. Her and Rihanna collaborate. Um her uh, last bit of this when she's rapping, she said, 100 men telling me to cover up my areolas while they block an equal pay sipping on their Coca-Colas. I was like, oh. So I guess maybe you're right about the... I'm going to be honest. being on the areolas. I'm going to be honest. Janelle's I, through. I wish someone would resolve that whole why can guys have <laughs> their shirts off but women can't because... I think it's BS that guys can do that. Total BS. And women have to always stay covered up, but... This one I also relate to. Fake news, fake boobs, fake boot, what's real? Still in the Matrix, eating on that blue pill. I'm like, are we though? Like, I can't tell if it's my hippie California brain now, but I'm like, are we in the Matrix? (laughs) What is real? I mean, if you look at our video games, you can... You could feasibly conceive that we are at that level of being advanced enough where 
we can't really tell if we are in a simulation or not. Ooh, and this last line I really relate to. The devil made or the devil met with Russia and they made they just made a deal. We was marching through the street, they were blocking every bill. And then she ends it with I'm tired of hoteps trying to tell me how to feel <laughs> for real. Yes. Bree yes. just educated me to what uh what the hotep movement is. And just like someone interviewed Janelle was like, how do you feel about that? And she said she loves hoteps as a people, like as people, as human beings. Cool. If you believe that, whatever. But don't try to tell me as a woman how I should be or how I should act. You know? Yeah. And I'm with her on that. Don't ever call me queen, Dante. You are my queen, Rebecca. So never, ever? No. I mean, I don't know. I just never was into that whole, unless, unless at our wedding, she's your queen to be. Yeah, I thought you wanted to, <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to walk down the that's aisle That's the one for. and only time. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> oh, great time. Who's going to sing that? I don't know. It's another episode. Um, but yeah, that was screwed. Um, and the next, the next song, Django Jane. That song is me, and I am it. Like, if I could, I would play the entire Django Jane track, but you know, copyright. Um, but I, I love this damn song like first of all is janelle rapping the entire time um which i wasn't expecting but i really enjoyed it like for real um um she opens up you know bragging on herself like a nice humble brag like this is me this is my palace and she's on a damn throne in the video and um on the concert when they brought the throne out the crowd went fucking wild like we all lost our shit (laughs) She looked amazing. She had her little crown on. I'm like, uh, just sitting there being amazing with dancers around her. Um, but in the video, they showed like a couple different shots, and she had the cleanest red and green suits I have ever seen. I want them. Like, I don't know if they were men or women tailored, or maybe just custom made for her. They were good, the good suits. That those was like good colors on her. They made like her melanin pop. That is true. But keep in mind, they also. It also seemed like they probably did a lot of, uh, not necessarily color. Well, they probably did a lot of color correction or color timing, too, to make everything pop. True. True. Not to say that the suits weren't nice. I really like the suits. Um, but my favorite line is this, in this one, highly melanated, archandroid orchestrated, like, I feel. I am. I'm not as melanated as her. Unfortunately, but I still can relate. I can't. She has like beautiful skin. You just gotta go out in the sun a little bit more. Maybe. Let's get a couple shades darker. Um, and then she, you know, still talking about her box office numbers doing outstanding. And she's in another film that's coming out. I forget what it's called, but I just saw like a little mini teaser trailer for it. And it's like these dolls that come alive or something, and she's one of the dolls. Like, 
doll dolls or mm-hmm. like you know full size dolls like no, human like size little, dolls like little Barbie doll type thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about that. Like I'll show you a little after this, and then she says another one of my favorite lines. Remember when they used to say I look too mannish, and then broke into an aggressive black girl magic. Y'all can't stand it. Y'all can't stand when, it. I am. When did that ever happen? Like I don't ever I remember. I told you, a like time. when she first came out and she had like the pompadour thing going and the tuxedos and the suits all the time. Like I had never seen her in a dress until like a couple years ago, <laughs> which was fine. I didn't care. She's still amazing. But yeah, I mean, I I didn't really get it. Because, one, she's gorgeous, so mm-hmm. what does it matter? And, two, why are you, you know, going after her looks for her outfits when you should be paying attention to the music? The girl is, ugh. Just Which, on that album, amazing. was outstanding. Um, oh, and then she says, they've been trying hard just to make us all vanish. I suggest they put a flag on a whole another planet. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, let's start our own planet, Janelle. Let's all go. Me, you, Tessa, the gang. Let's go. You've done it too. Can I come with? <laughs> you always can come. Ah, just a good, a good one of those like, uh, yeah, I'm that bitch song. I'm like, fuck you. You don't fuck with me. I'm still flawless, sort of thing. And again, I would never say that. But I definitely feel it a lot, especially lately where I'm like, I just. I feel like you just need to go for like a few uh, sessions and get your uh, game talked up with Janelle. I do. Like, could Janelle want to be my therapist? Like, <laughs> Not even that. She just needs to be a, a, uh, a, a motivational coach or something. Yeah, yeah, a few days of that, and you'll, you should I'll be I'll just good. listen to this album over and over. That'll be my motivation. There you go. I'm halfway there. Like, I've been listening to this a lot since we left that concert. Like, I can't get it out of my head. Still not as much as Bruno Mars, um, but no, pretty no. close. I haven't listened to that album, Dante, in its entirety. In a while. In like a few weeks. <laughs> no. Months. Not a few months. Months. You listened to it at the beginning of June. False. Wait. Yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, the next one was Pink. Um, and we all know that one with the infamous vagina pants. Or flower pants or whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're pink. <laughs> Some critics have commended my artwork as being strongly vaginal. Strongly? <laughs> even the word sometimes, even the word makes men uncomfortable. Vagina. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> Mick Lebowski, everyone. But again, as soon as she walked out with those pink pants, everyone went insane in that crowd myself included um and furthermore this is when tessa Tompkins, jesus thompson is um featured she wasn't on stage but i thought one of the dancers with her was her because her hair looked like her we were so far away i'm like tessa it wasn't her though um like they had some of the visualizations from the video on the screens so they when they got to the part of the video where tessa's like in between the pants that Janelle's wearing it was just her face and that whole crowd like erupted like Whoa! She, she wasn't even there 
she wasn't there. Was she even in the audience? I don't know. Good question. I didn't see her. Maybe she was just back in the green room the whole time. We didn't see anybody. (laughs) But I'm saying in like everyone's Instagram posts Uh or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I'm like I hope she knows everyone in this audience is like fighting for their relationship. <laughs> like if they break up, I feel like we'll be more devastated than she is. Which is a lot of pressure when I think about it. Like that's why I was telling you the other day, like I hope now that they're public with their relationship, it doesn't affect it negatively where they feel too pressured or like too many eyes are on them. And right. then, you know, it falls apart. Stay strong. J- do they have like a little name? Janelle, Tessa. Janessa. <laughs> Jessa. Jessa. Tessanel. Tessel. Ah, <laughs> uh, who knows? But they're great. Tessa, that girl said they vibrate on the same frequency. I'm like, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Tessa, they said they are deeply in love. They love each other deeply, is what she said. All while eating avocado toast. Like, that is the most. Hipster thing I have ever heard. We love each other deeply. Avocado? Thanks, Frazier. We vibrate on the same frequency. Spread the <laughs> Magically slices the avocado with her hand. Um. Oh, I, I wrote down in my notes that the pink video reminded me of a really, really black Target ad, like carefree black girl Target ad. But like, so if it were on BET, only I feel like BET would make it more ratchet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got <laughs> it would be you. screaming, pink! <laughs> pink lightning inside of your and like they kept showing like different you know what's the word uh like they would show like an orange it's like cut in half so it kind of looks like a vagina and like flowers and cute things cute things that are either covered in pink or you know sexual it's vaginal (laughs) vagina jesus christ (laughs) anyway um and I also <laughs> made note, like, because at the end of that video, her and Tessa, it was, like, really intense. And <laughs> she was, like, reciting some sonnet at the end. And I'm like, I feel like Tessa Thompson and um, Janelle Monet's sex must be really intense. Like, they recite poems to each other before and after. Or maybe during as well. Like, it's foreplay. Like... <laughs> Like they just look into each other's eyes and say a haiku. I mean a haiku. A haiku. And then they go at it. And then afterwards they gaze into each other's eyes again. And this time they have to do a sonnet. Just make it up. Have like a bongo or, player in the back. So they're making all this up. They're not reciting like old literature or anything that, like maybe that. Maybe too. Maybe that too. Like it just looked really intense. Like they were like staring at each other the whole time. That's how they revitalize and, like, themselves. And like just smiling at each other, like doing the whole let me touch your face sort of thing. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, should we be here? I, I, uh, 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 <laughs> I'll just go. 
like everyone else in the video, we'll just, we'll just go. Jane, we'll go. Is that cool? We'll go. We'll pick you up later. Can she drive you home? Can Zen drive you home? <laughs> ah, but yeah, we all know the pink video. Like they have like the fun girl sleepover. They go to the pink restaurant and everyone's hanging out by the pool looking all great. And what I like about not only like pink, of course, just really mostly featured women. I think only women. And in this whole project, she's like, you know, spewing. I don't want to say spewing because that sounds bad, but like just not letting you forget about how amazing black people, especially black women are. Reaffirming. But it was a really diverse cast of yeah. men and women yeah. and different uh, like races and ethnicities and shit, too. So it was a but still a good amount of them were black. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't it was diverse. But still, like, we're amazing. Don't forget it. I mean, she's obviously talking about her black experience. And yeah. that's probably, that, that's the most important, one of the most important parts of this whole album picture. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. And, uh, and everyone else's favorite, Make Me Feel. That's the way we feel. Like that. I think it transitioned into that a bit. Well, I'm trying to remember when she did those two little homages for, uh, well, the three, where she did one for Prince, then she did one. Oh, at the concert, yeah. Yeah, and then she did one for Michael. Um, she did one for Michael? Yeah. There was that whole bit where she was, like, doing the dance moves and, like, the. Oh, leading. you're right, you're right. Yeah. What song was that? Was that Make Me Feel? She did a James Brown one, too, near the well, end. I thought that was, like, all in one. Like, the James Brown and. <laughs> Maybe it was, but it was just, like. <laughs> I thought it was all James Brown. Um, but the leaning thing, I get what you mean. Was that before Make Me Feel? I don't, re- I don't remember when Because she happened. was on, like, the little center stage doing that. Like, y'all, Janelle Monae can really dance. Like, not that it was a secret, because Tightrope, you know, that video, she's sliding all around. But I've never seen her live do all this stuff. And I'm like, this girl is going. And I also want to comment. Heels. Yeah. I also want to comment really quickly that I appreciate her singing. Like, live, it didn't sound too far off from the album, but different enough to make it, you know, mm. a live show. And the band was fucking phenomenal. Like, the keyboardists, especially the guitarists that we'll get into later. Like, that man or woman, I couldn't tell I think they was. were all like, women except the guitar player and really? the uh, drum player. That drummer just never oh, left. He was real. there. <laughs> he was just playing. With his too. baseball cap, he had it. Nailing it. Um... But yeah, she had, I think for the horns, did she have, she had trumpet, did she have trombone? Uh, yeah, trumpet, trombone, and then they were also, I think, helped double on keys and maybe bass. Yeah, because that one girl, one she was playing a guitar. Yeah. Ah, uh, amazing. Because they did it for that and Electric Lady. Electric Lady, I think, was my favorite live. Like, it just got me pumped. Yeah, Like, that when was she really had everyone line. doing the little yeah. chant. Uh, and then the horns were also going. Amazing. Amazing. We're all Electric Ladies. Um, her guitarist, it was in between, first of all, she performed yoga like we all wished and hoped. And now I'm mad because I know Jadena was in that damn audience and he didn't get up and do his rap. Like he could have just jumped up, grabbed a mic. <laughs> yeah. That... He could have ran up there. Like Janelle rapped a little bit of his part, but it just didn't have the same flavor, you know? 
cockiness. Yeah. 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 Like in the video for yoga, the man is literally just sitting in a diner and <laughs> waitresses are serving him food and he's singing about how great he is. And I'm like, you're right. You are. And <laughs> I want to hit him and also marry him. That's how I felt. So he's your Mary on Mary murder uh, screw? Well, I guess it depends on Since who we're else. trying to be a little more not so explicit. I think screw sounds more explicit. That just sounds disgusting a little bit. Like, it just sounds dirtier. Really? Yeah. Do you have anyone? I don't know. We don't have to play the game. I'm just <laughs> This is now turned into... No. Who, um, who would be rather? <laughs> um, he was in Yaz. He didn't come up and do the verse, but it's okay because we also jammed out to that song. Um, and she did um, Prime Time, which is a song she did with Miguel. And Miguel is actually playing there next, not next week, in September. Mm. Huh. They advertised it like when they sent me the email, like, thanks for attending Janelle Monet. You might also enjoy Miguel. <laughs> I'm like, I would have enjoyed him. On stage singing his verse for primetime. <laughs> yeah. I had to show Josh that he didn't he hadn't seen it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And that's the other thing. Both of them have really good voices, but they don't overdo it, you know? Like you don't catch Miguel like trying to overbelt. They aren't yelling at people. Yeah. Yeah. And Janelle has the range, but she's not like going crazy belting stuff out and yelling and screaming. Like or doing was, a bunch of runs. Yeah. I was impressed with when she was doing Crazy Classic Life because she has to hold out classic life. Like that one. It's not super high, but it's still like she held it out with like almost a straight tone with almost no vibrato. And right. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. Her vocal talent is amazing. And people, I think she's just a little under um, appreciated when it comes to her vocal talents, you know? Like, I don't think anyone puts her in their list of great singers, but I think she is. I think she can handle a lot more than people give her credit for. And she doesn't overdo it. And it's... I wanna like, s- she just sings it like it'll just naturally come out. Like, it's not her trying too hard, you know? I want to I see if she does anything. I want to see her do something like uh, that, like, kind of older rock funk that, like, Betty Davis would do, where it's like that real growl like almost gravel in the throat i feel like she could pull something like that off it would be neat to hear but in prime time i think that's when i first noticed it because oh no actually it was in what's that about song that also sounds science fictiony but if you were in a jazz club in science fiction it was on art android that one mm-hmm. and she has like the band behind her right and she has to do that that part and i'm like this woman here this heifer anyway the point is janelle can sing she can sing a little butt off all five feet of her and i just i don't know i was just more impressed with her vocal strength throughout that whole concert like dancing around like that playing guitar at times doing all this fun choreography and still singing these notes like it's nothing. And the costume changes. Yeah. Shiny, super, super shiny silver pants. 
the pink pants, of course, those fun checkered pants. I think she kept those checkered pants on, but just put different jackets on. And her yeah. jackets were fly, too. Like, ugh. I just wish she had the one, she put the one headpiece on from, uh, oh. but I don't know if that would work live, like the mic going against it. Yeah, that's, that's true. I just, I liked that aesthetic. I think she pulled that that's off. That's the other really thing, well. too. I'm uh, like, Janelle's like, you know, I don't think she was ever hiding her body. And if she was, whatever, that's her choice. But I just also feel like this album, she just feels more free and liberated. And like, this is who I really am. This is who I really love. Take it or leave it. I'm going to do me. Yeah. It's great. And I think that's what Make Me Feel was about as well, as we all know. Um, and that video looked like American Apparel and Gap and Prince had a child. Like, I could picture that as like one of those weird Gap commercials. <laughs> When you say anything and Prince had a child, it all it still sounds like it's gonna be awesome. It is. It doesn't matter what I it say is. American Apparel because of all the different colored bodysuits. <laughs> and Gap because of the music, like the da 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 like that was in between. Reminded me of that one eighties song. What is it? The uh the bum 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 oh yeah bum, 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 yeah bum, bum, bum. i don't remember that what that song is i can't think of the words right now but he goes i'm loner <laughs> that one you know yeah i know what you're talking about that's what it reminded me of like a vogue-ish sort of i don't know how to describe it like vogue pop club <laughs> um but yeah that of course was great live and i want to again say that when I met Miss Janelle Monet, she was playing the guitar that she played while she was on this tour, and that was in like three or three, two or three of the videos for this. And I think this was one of them. Make me feel. I can't remember the other yeah. one where she was playing it in the in the video, but it came out a couple times during the concert, and I freaked out because I'm like, I remember when she bought that. I don't remember the guy who sold it to her, but I definitely remember meeting her while she was playing it, and I kind of startled her a little bit, but she came around, gave me a handshake, and I died. And here I am. She just <laughs> melted onto the floor. <laughs> Nearly. I walked around three or four times before I went over and like, all right, Brie, you gotta just, can't you She probably it? saw you walking I around know. and be like, who's this I creeper going to find, when, is they, when are they going to come up? And... <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure she's met people worse, though. You know? All those hoteps. <laughs> Probably went up to her. <laughs> Excuse me, sister. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, I think after Make Me Feel, did they have one more after that, or was that it? Because I feel like after that, they... Like, whatever they did worked, unfortunately, and all her memories were gone. And then she became one of the, what was it, Mary Apple something something? Mary Apple with a number and they're the torch. Yeah. And it was for one of her friends. And he's like, oh, they got you too. And I'm like, man, I just like, you know, you're just used to having things, having like a happy ending. Well, that's why I liked it, because that whole thing, again, 
was it had that uh, homage to those films where they don't always resolve happily or they resolve with like a cliffhanger or just like this bitter sweet ending but in this case it was the usual uh, what kind of yeah. ending or uh, just un, not, not the happy resolution it was just yep people get screwed oh I forgot to mention I like that um, I don't remember the performance for this being over the top on the for the live one, but it was it was good. I like the video more and the message. Oh, she did say at the beginning of it though. I forgot she had like a little lead up to it uh, while the instrumental was going. Not the instrumental they were actually playing. When you say instrumental, it sounds like it's a track or something. But sure. Um, she was saying like she wrote this song. Uh, because she said it felt great to like, and she was just like flicking people off, not people, but like someone who she was just showing different ways to flick people off. Like she did the, the slow crank mm-hmm. one. I'm like, wow, you know, when it can be funny, <laughs> she's just like us. I mean, you, um, you, you saw hidden figures, you know, she's funny. But though, that was scripted though. You know what? We need her to host SNL. Then we'll know. Ooh, that'd be cool. Then we'll know. She could, she could do, she could do like the Donald Glover childish Gambino thing. Be Jane. Well, no, it'll just be Janelle Monae for both, or just hosted by and musical appearance by. No, they had two separate ones. They said hosting Donald Glover and musical performance childish Gambino. Right, but she doesn't have a she doesn't have a performance name like that. Django Jane. Well, maybe. Um, but yeah, I also like the song. I like that because it's basically saying, "This is what I like. If you don't, then who the fuck cares? Fuck you." More of a, a more eloquent. I don't fuck with you. <laughs> Which I also kind of like. I think when I entered my mid twenties, I was like, you know what? I don't. I don't give any, and I don't want to f with you, like. There's just, how did I explain it? I have a general appreciation and love for everybody, you know? If I don't know you, I can't really be like, hey, fuck you. You know what I mean? But if there's a person, and I don't really have any enemies, but if there's a person I know I don't need to... Have in your life? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be detrimental. Or if I know they did something questionable and I'm like, I don't need to be around that, I'm not going to anymore. The old Brie and a little bit of the new Brie feel, would feel bad. Like, oh, I don't want them to think that I don't like them. And it's like, you know what? It's whatever. That's what you got me for. <laughs> They'll get other friends. They don't need me. Like, there's a difference between having a friend in your life that may have fucked up and then you're like, all right, I'm going to let this have a little break. And then a person that you really don't really even fuck with that much and you're just waiting for a reason. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite lines is in the chorus right at the beginning. Where she says, I like that. I don't really give a fuck if I was just the only one who likes that. And I'm like, you know, that's where I'm at, Janelle. That's where I'm at. There are a lot of things I know that I like that other people don't. And I'm like, I'm a wave it high. I'm proud of this 
stupid thing that no one else likes. And I'm going to talk about it. And you could choose to listen, but I'm going to still like it. Like The Sims. <laughs> I was going to say more of the fact that you're uh, Team Alien. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. What of it? Nothing. I'm just saying. What up? I don't. I don't yeah, know of anyone that was like, you know what? I think the alien was a good guy. An alien. Listen to me. I will say this again. I will say this again. They came on its planet. All right, and took it. No, they they landed on a planet that the ship that they were inside had a distress signal. Right, that was their adult decision to go over there, and the alien may have crept on in there, but the alien was just trying to survive. And, 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 if it wasn't for Ash, they would have never made it in, because Ripley wouldn't have let them inside the ship. I know. That's what I said. I was with Ripley. Ripley said, nah, fam, uh, let's not do that. Let's not be idiots. But they were. And now look. You're putting the whole station at risk. They have a quadrilogy. <laughs> anyway, back to the emotion picture and Janelle Monet. Yeah. This one was another, you know. Oh, but she did on on the live version of this. She was like going around the first couple of rows pointing pointing out things she liked about people in the front row like your hair. I like that shit. What did what was else? Your shirt. Your shirt. I like that shit. Your skin black i like that shit <laughs> it was great i'm like i wish i were in front so she could pick something to like about me <laughs> i mean what would she pick your nose ring i like that shit. <laughs> your glasses your braids i guess Thank you. she did like someone's uh dance moves and then later had a dance contest that was pretty fun yeah that was like right near the end too so fun so fun cute and fun um but yeah i appreciate that one it's like a mixture of that like i said like that uh what's that rapper who did the i don't fuck with you song little little something sean's in his name somewhere was it big or little sean big sean was it yes okay big sean it's like a mix between big sean and beyonce's uh boss song like I think we're all at that state where we're like you know what I don't fucking care anymore no that's different Bruno Mars is that's what I like it's just more superficial and I said this the other day too I was like I had to think about it and I was like as an entertainer I love Bruno Mars but I don't know if any of his songs currently like the message doesn't really speak to me As much as, you know, this album does. Well, at least this last album was, you know, like, party album. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I love you. That's true. The album before that was more of a party album. I think he's just good at party albums. Well, I mean, he also had that really long stint of just doing all those really depressing love songs, too. Oh, no, that's still a thing, Dante. There's one on here, the Too Good to Say Goodbye. Oh, yeah, that he yeah, didn't yeah. do on tour and I'm still wondering because I wanted to hear those vocals live I needed that like affirmation that he could handle because I, when I heard that song I'm like okay if he does this he can't sing this last this takes a lot of vocal power 
and he's going to do a whole hour and a half and then end on this because it was the last song on the album. So I thought maybe he would end with that one. But I'm like, that would have to be near the beginning. Because those notes for an alto. I mean, I feel like if he was, I feel that he had been on tour for so long that he would have gotten strong enough to be able to handle that by the time. I hope he has a vocal coach because he'd be like, you see his neck sometimes. He'd be straining like, are you singing from your throat, son? Are you singing from your throat, Peter? Anyway, back to Janelle Monet. Janelle, though, didn't have that problem, is all I'm saying. Just sounded effortless. Just the killing it. Just killing the game. <sighs> um, I would like, she... I w- really quickly, back to the just the homages she made to the uh, those other musicians. Oh, yeah, the Prince tribute. We didn't finish that. Wait, wait, I just wanted to say, we're only, I only want to touch on it for a second, but I really think and love would love if she did even just one song that was like, heavily james brown influenced like more of like the later funk kind of stuff not i mean i realized tightrope and that album had a bit of that influence but i mean like full-on like get up off of that thing or like something like Um, that get on up yeah but her guitarist so i i really like this prince tribute because i thought it was different from others that i've seen and maybe because the others that I've seen have been on TV, so they got to make it commercially pleasing as well. Um, it was the end of prime time, and they just had like the backing vocals going at the end, just repeating the chorus. Then her guitar, she left the stage, and her guitarist took center stage with a bunch of cool fog effects and lights, and he just played like a solo over the ending of prime time, just over the chord changes. And then I noticed a little bit into it, like it sounded amazing. Let's see if I can find the video. It sounded amazing, but then I was like, this sounds an awful lot like... And the next thing you know, he's playing Purple Rain. And I'm like, yep, there it is. There it is. Because then everything went purple. I'm like, I knew something... Someone. It was like a step away from Purple Rain, and it was bugging me. Because I'm like, this sounds like something. What is he doing? But it was amazing. And no one was up there singing, you know? The rest of the audience covered the... Other than that, I just thought it was nice that because, you know, usually people get on there and they want to sing the mess out of a Prince song and play the mess out of a Prince song. But this one I thought was nice because it was just like his essence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when it was over, you just hear her from backstage or wherever she is just like, we love you, Prince. You know, just a short, simple thing. But everyone knew what it was. It was nice. It was nice. You know, it's like, where's this going? Where's this going? Because you can even hear it there. And I really don't know if this is a woman or a man. Like, you can't tell from. I'm going to guess it's a guy. I could be wrong. I thought it was a guy, but I could have been wrong. See? Then it goes right into it. And there's the audience finishing for him. It was good. Real good. Great times. Um, Yeah. I tried to do the, are we going to sit and enjoy Janelle Monet? But as soon as she got on stage, everybody stood up. So we... <laughs> she, 
She sat down more in her performance. No, no, no. Janelle Monet oh. sat down more than we did that whole That's true. performance. That's very true. It's okay, though. She deserves a break. It's been going for a while. Oh, of course. <laughs> I just wanted to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> um, She did a song. Okay, so on the album, the last two songs are So Afraid and Americans. And those were the last two she performed. She also did Tightrope, of course. Of course, of course. And and Cold War. Oh, yeah. She, so, oh, yeah. she did a nice... Uh, what was it? What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. Encore. She did a really nice encore. Oh, yeah. Um, So the last two songs just got everybody in their emotions. And when I was listening to the album, I was already in my emotions about it. These weren't a part of the emotion picture. Um, but So Afraid is basically about being afraid to be you or just be here in America or I guess in this world it doesn't really matter um and before she started it she again addressed the audience and said that she felt a lot of love in the room you know and she felt heard and accepted and she brought out um or maybe that was for Americans that she brought out the gay pride flag yeah that I think and that was she Americans. said so cutely not even over the top happy pride <laughs> happy pride but she got everybody's feelings because she started talking about you know the issues that are going on now like the she was saying everyone should feel heard and accepted Latinos blacks anyone who's different you know and of course the crowd and and that's another thing i want to bring up it was a very diverse crowd too it wasn't you know just black people there to see janelle be black and happy there was there there were white people there who were jamming out just as hard to the black girl magic part like they're they're here for it and it was just nice to be again with thousands of people who have the same give love a chance you know (laughs) All you need is love. Pretty much. You know? Um, but she, like, was telling us that she's also afraid, you know? Hence why it took her a little bit to actually come up, come out. Not that she really needed to. I was fine. Not knowing. I mean, I think we're all a lot more fine knowing. But, <laughs> I mean. It, it resolved. Yeah. There you go. Um... And yeah, but she mentioned to us that you should choose freedom over fear. Always and forever. And you know, the whole crowd cried a lot. And But freedom isn't free. You have to fight for it. True. Thank you. Thank you. Like really, just Janelle Monet for president, senator, something, you know? I was more inspired by what she said in that minute and a half than anything our current president has said. In how long has it been? A year? And some months? It's, uh. What? Yeah, at least a year and a half, right? Ugh. Yeah. Ah. But yeah, like, the song's so afraid, she just keeps repeating over and over again in the audience. Like, I'm, I'm not the audience. In the chorus, I'm afraid. I'm so afraid. What if I lose? You know, things that we all think. 
But then we end it with Americans and it's about being proud of who you are and still being here in America. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, yes, I'm black. Yes, I'm gay. No, I'm not different. I'm fucking American. You know? Yeah. Um. Oh, and the one of my favorite lines, Jim Crow Jesus rose again. That was nice. That was a good one. There was also yeah, I one, like that one. Which she's being a bit condescending. I like my uh, woman in the kitchen. I teach my children superstitions. I keep my two guns on my blue nightstand. A pretty young thing. She can wash my clothes, but she'll never, ever wear pants. And, you know, cross my heart, hope today would die with a big old piece of American pie. It's just great. It's another, like, this song sounds great and fun, American, but also this sucks. But you know what? I'm a be me. Yeah, definitely. Um, But, oh, the imagery they showed for So Afraid really got to me because it was black and white, but it was of some protest or march or rally. Actually, all three. But it was just, like, going in a loop. And I honest to goodness couldn't tell if it was, like, one of the old ones from the civil rights period. But, I mean, we're kind of still in it. Or now. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, ah. Yep. I mean, just the somber music. We're doing well. Yeah. Just the somber music with it all. It was just really, it's pretty, it's it's a really big downer. Um. But then she brought it back up with Americans while waving the uh, pride flag. And her dancers all came out. It was a fun time. And it showed... It was a different imagery. Wasn't it? Like... Like, I think mostly... If I remember correctly. Or maybe I'm making this up. There's people... Americans being fun and cute. Yeah. Like her little gang from the movie. Yeah. Like that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's when she like introduced her band and all that. Like that was the end. Yeah, the nice sizzle. Yeah, during <laughs> what like when she when they came back at, out after the encore. Ah, it was just great. It was a great concert. And again, it was just nice that I'm glad she made this album and I'm glad we went to this concert on this tour because I think it may not be historic ever, but it just feels like it would be, it's something, it sounds corny, but it's something that I would tell my kids about. Like, I went to this, this, because she's going to be talked about. It's then. like, it would be, It. I don't want to say it's on this level, but it's kind of like going to a concert, in essence, like Woodstock, that's talking about the times. It's, yeah. It's people like it wasn't as big as that, you know, yeah, but it was still like this album, I think, is going to go down as one of her biggest. I don't know what else she can do. We'll see, I guess, like her statement album, you know, mm-hmm. they're like really like this is her speaking up. And we were a part of that movement at the concert. It was nice. Music brings people together. Music make you lose control. Oh my God, we need to go to a Missy Elliott concert and just sweat everything out. Like you'll never sit down if you go to a Missy Elliott concert. I, I don't think I could sit down. 
When is she touring? When is Missy touring? Isn't her real name Melissa? I, I, I don't Melissa. know. Melissa. Elliot. When are you touring? Is her last name really Elliot? <laughs> no, I think about it. Anyway, all around, 10 out of 10. Great band, great music, great vibes, great people. What's 10 out of 10? The picture? The both, performance? Both? Both. I the just album? love a good live band. Like, I love when these... Um, Cause you don't get it as often like with younger artists they don't always have like a nice band behind them and we've been fortunate enough to go to some really great concerts with the bomb ass band yeah my one critique of the concert was i wish there it wasn't even with the performers or janelle or anything like that i wish they had done a little bit different mixing or balancing of the guitar because at times it was a little mm. It like the echo and reverberation kind of fed back on each other. Oh, you're right. There were some hear. points where I couldn't tell like what. Same thing with the bass. Sometimes it was hard to hear the bass and guitar, but aside from that, I I liked it. Yeah, I was like, I like that. You like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, so, you know, I don't I don't know, guys, if this review made sense to you. It's mostly me babbling on about it, but what I'm trying to tell you is. I love like I, I this wasn't what I was trying to tell you earlier but now that I think about it you know the same thing that happened in the 60s where you had all these songs that were that we use now as like our political statements like Eva Destruction you're telling me over and over and over again my friend that you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction that one you know it where if you listen to it well, not listen, but if you just hear it and you just hear the melody, like you just think it's another fun 60s pop rock song. It is not. And I feel like <laughs> that's what this album is. We're on another upswing of political movement slash opinions, I guess, in music. And I'm here for it because I've always thought of music as a second religion to me. Like I, when I go to church, I mostly look forward to the message and the music really gets me going. Same thing with, I guess, regular old life. And that's why I like these live shows. Like, you just, ah, uh, when it's good, it's great. You know, you, get, you leave with a good feeling. Um, And that's what she, <laughs> I think the whole message was mm-hmm. for her, was just kind of truth and uh, reconciliation with herself. Kind yeah. of trying to preach that to everybody else to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. It's needed now more than ever. And she also mentioned that, like, no one should feel like they're less than because of the color of their skin or who they love or who they are in general, you know? And a lot of that's been going on. So, you know, I feel like I've said that message the last three weeks on this show. <laughs> and that's a damn shame that we have to keep, you know, Thoughts and prayers. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> great concert. Great album. Great phenomenal woman. I can't wait to hear and see what she's going to do next music-wise. She's busy with all this acting now. So we might have to wait a little bit. But I hope her and Tessa can keep it going. Let's not ruin it. Let's not dig too deep and pry into their relationship. Talking to you, fans. (laughs) 
let them live but you know bruno mars and his lady are living but his lady's not as famous as tessa though i guess right oh so they're also beautiful bruno mars and his lady like i'm waiting for the wedding day i just want to see the pictures (laughs) you know one thing i noticed they're all short people they are very short bless them little petite fun little fun little crafty dwarves <laughs> is that what you want Lois three crafty dwarves <laughs> seven. Oh, it was seven like the seven dwarves no he was like three dwarves like in a trench coat oh right a... right you would need seven to make a whole six foot okay we're getting off topic Janelle Monae's dirty computer go listen to it if you haven't already woo yeah okay Thanks for listening, guys. As always, we'll be back next weekend or Monday with <laughs> with a new episode. Um, remember to subscribe and follow on uh, SoundCloud and Apple Podcast at Bri and Friends, B R I ampersand Friends, and you can follow the Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Bri and Friends. Um, and I, I'll have the links for that too in the description box. And you know, keep on keeping on, gang. And be sure to check out all this new awesome Janelle Monet music. Yes, once again. All right. Bye, guys.